0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the vlog. Thank you so much for once again joining me for tea time. Today, we have a little bit of fireside, that smokiness of basically sitting by a campfire. Some of that lap song tea is so, so, so good, so good guys haven't tried any of my teas, go check them out. You can go over to darkmoonteas.com. If you like them, pick them up, pick them up. A lot of people have been picking them up lately and saying that they love them and they've been checking out all of them. I think I have about five different ones right now. So definitely check them out. Anyways, today we're going to be talking about Canon. Um and just having a conversation. We're getting close to the end of the week. There's been a lot of stuff going on this week, but now that we're getting closer to Friday, we have Salwyn, we have uh, Halloween that's here. And I wanted to just hang out and talk to you, speculate with you, just have a conversation. And like I said, it's going to be about Canon and the possibility of that R7 coming out, let's say sooner, than later and some of my ideas of what they're going to do with it um, will it happen? Will it not? And I want to get your ideas on it too. What you think um, they will do and then also what would you like to see in it. So before I get into it, I want to say that if you haven't downloaded my ebook, go over to jchristina.com forward slash ebook. Once again, jchristina.com forward slash ebook 10 tips at making tack sharp images. It's important, really important. There's something there for amateurs, pro-ams, as well as professionals. Pick it up It's free, right? You can't be free. Free is free. (laughs) Also, if you like this content, even in the least, please give it a thumbs up. That would be absolutely helpful. Click the little bell icon right over here so that when I've come out with a, either go live or come out with a new video, you will be notified of it. And that's it for my shameless plugs here. So getting right into it, the Canon EOS R7. All right, the EOS R7. This will be an APS-C version of their R line. So, like an R5 and R6, there will be that R7. And of course, I do believe there will be an R1 for myself that will replace our 1Ds that we have. So, the R5 would be the equivalent to the 5D, R6 and now R7, which would be their APS-C. What we're talking about today now. The idea of the APS-C version of this mirrorless is manyfold, but to start out with, it would be probably a birders or sports shooters dream camera. And the reason being is you're going to get all of that goodies, all of that niceties that we see that the R5 and the R6 has and all of that experience, let's say, of failing at certain things pushed into this camera and it would be APS-C. That would be amazing if you wanna go with a mirrorless camera and you really don't need full frame, number one. And number two, you really would rather have faster FPS frames per second. So you can shoot up to 20, 25, 30 frames per second if you're a sports shooter, number one. And having that additional reach that you get with an APS-C camera over a full frame using the same lenses, okay? So, Let's just say, or let's just speculate, Canon will not come out with RF-S line of lenses. Now, we know what that is, right? If you don't, we have EF currently, which would be lenses that are specific for their full-frame DSLRs. And we have EF-S, EFS lenses, for their APS-C digital cameras, right? Their DSLRs, where... I don't think they will do it with the R. I think they're going to keep with that RF line, period, and just marry it to an APS-C sensor and just use the center of the lens. Something like we see with Sony. I think that that makes sense. Now, remember, as of right now, we all know that Canon is putting out these RF lenses that are really, really good. And some of them are better than their highest-end EF L glass that are out there currently that us professionals use. So we know that they're putting forth just serious effort when it comes to the RF lineup. Um, so that being said, using an RF lens in comparison to making a whole nother host of lenses makes sense. Number one. Also what was rumored is that they were coming out with an RF 18 to 45 IS STM lens. Now, that lens is very specific to capturing video on most likely an APS-C type of body. So if that rumor is correct and they are coming out with or producing that 18-45 to IS STM lens, that's most likely a telltale sign that the R7 will be soon around the corner. So we will see. Now we also know that the EOS R5 has like a 90, 95% hit rate for birders out there, right? And they're just motoring through and they're just hitting, hitting, hitting. It is really good when it comes to pulling autofocus and it's doing it on a full frame, um, which is really good. That is really good. And a lot of people are enjoying it for it. But what we know has happened with the R5 and the R6 is the molten lava effect. When you capture video, they both just started overheating like crazy, ended up being like this big thing that just went through the mill for literally weeks and weeks and weeks, how Canon just doesn't get it straight and they're just burning up cameras and it's literally like a fireplace, you just throw a match. They're just really horrible. And what Canon has done as of late is they put out a firmware update for the R5. And that actually solved some of the overheating issues. It dealt with analyzing ambient temperatures and the amount of time before it actually shuts down and a bunch of other things. But just recently, I think it was a day or two ago, they put out a firmware update 1.1.1 for the R6 that supposedly was like a mega difference. It literally cut the overheating in half. That is absolutely amazing, literally doubling the amount of time that they can record before it overheats. So that is a big, big difference. And I speculated that would happen at the very beginning, that through firmware updates, they're going to be able to handle the overheating to a degree. Pardon the pun, Yeah, it's okay. Then the reason being is there's little tweaks that you can do as far as, like I was saying, ambient heat, How long can it actually run hot before it actually starts degrading the image itself? Because a lot of people don't realize that the overheating not only destroys the internals of the camera, it doesn't do that as much as it destroys your final output when it comes to video or photo. Why? Heat equals noise. The more heat, the more noise. All right. And you have to compensate for it. So as we get that sensor hotter and hotter and hotter, it just slowly just deteriorates the image. It gets more and more noisy, which isn't good. So we need to keep it cooler always. And I do think that as we see new models of the R lineup come out, they're going to come out with new ways to be able to really reduce, physically reduce the amount of heat. All right. And that kind of cloak it as they're doing now with firmware updates, which are helping, don't get me wrong, they do help. Now, that STM lens, like I said, I think is a telltale sign that the R7 will be coming out and probably in not in too distant future. The idea was that it was going to come out right around Q1, Q2 of 2021. And I'm probably gonna speculate Q3. All right. But either which way, you're looking at like a half a year, maybe six months, eight months down the road. Not that long. If you think about it, they are on this breakneck schedule over there. And I told you in a video not too long ago that Canon is just crushing it when it comes to lenses. They are just, you know how Canon is. They just sit on their laurels. They do diddly jack for like ever. They just milk and milk and milk. And then finally they wake up. They're like, hey, oh, wait, what's going on here? Are we are we losing? What What is that? And then immediately they just throw like the kitchen sink at stuff. I was reading that we're seeing about 30 new RF lenses will be coming out before the end of the year or Q1. That is a lot of damn lenses, guys, 30. That is a lot, a lot, a lot. But that's what Canon does. So it's really good for the market let's say in a whole, because we really want competition, okay? We really want competition. That's like when I saw the Pentax that was finally announced that it's going to be coming out in February of next year. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, God, this is just not going to do it. We need competition. We need them to really compete. So we benefit. The same thing with Olympus now going belly up, selling their camera division. That's not good. It is not good. And I really want to see Nikon step up to the plate, too, and really start just blasting out their lenses and cameras. And really, when they come out with this Mark II, not create something that's very iterative. Make something innovative. Okay? And I don't see it. So, at this point, we're now waiting for Sony. Sony. Are they going to do something iterative or are they going to do something innovative, right? They have a couple of cameras that should be out very soon. I'm really waiting for that A7 IV. The A7 III knocked it out of the park, like just under $2,000. And Sony really brought in a ton of new blood into their system, their ecosphere with that camera. And I'm speculating they're probably going to do it again. The a7 IV is probably going to be another, I hate to say a loss leader, but let's just say an incredible, incredible value. The ROI, the return on investment is going to be extremely high. It's going to be, I believe, another means to just bring in that new blood. And a lot of the other manufacturers really haven't been doing it. They've been catering to their base, right? Preaching to the choir. And you can't do that, you know, or you can only do that for so long. Of course, you need to appease your current users by bringing out new bodies that they're going to want to strap on their thousands. And for me, tens of thousands of dollars of glass, right? So. I'm excited to see what Sony does, right? A7S3 coming, A7 the 4, we I just there's a lot going on. And hopefully at least one of these drops before the end of the year. I'd like to see it. But at any rate, I think that it is imperative that these manufacturers continue to compete and compete well with one another. That competition breeds innovation instead of this horrible iterative stuff that's been going on for just years. The first innovation that I saw in, in a long time was the 8K that Canon did. I think that EOS R5 was just, even though they should have worked on the overheating issue in beta and not sent it out to us to beta test for them, the actual unit itself is very innovative. No one has the 8K full frame, they do. They pushed the limit with that one, just like they did with the Canon EOS 5D Mark II. When it first came out with, oh my God, full HD video, that you can just strap on all of your high-end L glass and be able to capture cinematic uh, movies for literally like 2,500 bucks. What? That was massive. That was really innovative. And that's what they did with the R5. So I'm hoping the same for Sony with their new cameras that will be coming out. Now, back to the case at hand here, the EOS R7. Is this something that you would be interested in? Would you wait for a half a year to buy this camera over another camera? Do you think that it would require 8K for you to buy it, all right? Remember, 8K with this camera being a smaller sensor most likely won't overheat, okay? And they would probably be able to give you full readout without a problem because of that smaller size. And now they know what they can do and not do, how big the unit needs to be, right? What type of dissipation do they need in there? What kind of plates, copper plates, whatever, ducting, however they do it. They have a better grasp on it now, okay? So most likely 8K would not be a problem. Also, do you think that it's imperative that they do not neuter it by removing dual pixel AF2? Now, we've seen them do that in the past. I think with this camera, they probably couldn't because this camera would be the equivalent to, let's say, an EOS 7D Mark 10, (laughs) right? So it would be a 7D Mark II, whatever, um, mirrorless. So I don't think that they would do that. But you never know with Canon. They love neutering stuff. They love pulling out that sword and just smacking it and just pulling stuff out of it, which I just hate. Do you also think that it would require maybe a really good, exceptionally good, animal eye tracking, human eye tracking. Animal eye tracking would be big if you're a birder, right? And you need to really get that 90 percentile hit rate, you know, fast at, let's say, 15, 20 frames per second. Right? And really hit those and not later on in post-production be like, oh my God, what the hell was it? What was, what was it? What was it actually focusing on? (laughs) <laughs> as we see that happens a lot, right? So also, what do you think megapixels? What do we need or what do you need as far as megapixels with this camera? Do you need a lot? Do you need a little? Would you rather have less megapixels and just a faster camera, faster FPS? Or would you require a lot of megapixels so you know you can get that 8K out of it? Remember, 8K requires more megapixels. If you can handle 4K with this camera, they can probably give you more FPS, right? So we'll see what ends up happening with that. Also, would you like for them to come out with an EF-S to RF converter so that you can actually strap your old, let's say old, DSLR APS-C lenses to this body? Would it be something that you would like? Would it move you to purchase the camera over it not having that adapter? So the question really is, is what specs would you require from a Canon EOS R7 to purchase it? If you would even want to purchase it. I would like to hear from you. I want to know your thoughts. Also, talking about mirrorless cameras, as we always do, those sensors get dirty, right? So many people they write in, they're like, you know, God, I have this mirrorless camera, or that mirrorless camera. Every time I change out those lenses, within a couple of changeouts, I can almost see the dust sucking in to the sensor. And then I look and there's like spots on there. I take pictures of the sky and there's dots. And then post-production, I gotta go remove the dots. Well, that's why about six months ago, I came out with the Aurora Camera Care lineup. Now, if you guys haven't seen it yet, it looks like this. You see this? This is full frame. They look like this. This is APS-C. And then I also have them for micro four thirds. You see there's a color difference. Green, yellow, blue, full frame. APS-C and Micro Four Thirds. Now, the reason why I came out with this is I used to send my cameras away to go have their sensors cleaned. And then finally I said, you know what? I'm gonna try using some of these sensor cleaning kits that I found on Amazon and whatnot. I picked them up and they would send you all of these things. They look like this, these little swabs. And then they would give you a little bottle of like liquid. I don't know what was in this liquid, some type of chemicals, and then you'd put X number of drops on there and hopefully get it across. You never knew exactly, did I get it right? Did I, was there enough? Was there not? It was just a bunch of nonsense, okay? And it was expensive to do. So what I did is I created them like this. So inside these packs, all right, you'll see these. And what this is, is a dry version and a wet. So you'd basically pick up your wet, you go over your sensor, Then you would pick up your dry, go over your sensor until you remove any type of residue that's left and you have a perfectly spotless sensor. You don't have to worry about how much liquid you're putting on. Is it not enough? Is it too much? Is it safe? Did I add too much to it and now I'm going to mess something up inside? It's the exact amount in here every single time. They are vacuum sealed from our factory. So they're pristine, absolutely 100% sterile. Okay, so when you pull them out, they are 100% dust lint everything free okay they are sterile vacuum sealed so it makes it very easy and the thing is instead of it being like a hundred bucks to send this thing out to go and have it cleaned and sent back you get five sets of these in the pack five of them what does that mean well every cleaning will cost you five bucks okay $5 to clean your sensor, do it safely. It's the exact amount, you can't mess it up. It's as simple as it's gonna get and it'll literally take you a minute or two and you have a perfectly clean sensor. Now, these bundles come with just these and they also come with lens cleaners and they look like this. Once again, you notice there's wet? Well, check it out. There's also dry. These are microfiber, high-end microfiber, none of this junk that we see with all the serrated edges and all that, no. High-end microfiber, one is actually wet, one is dry. You go over your lens with the wet, then you go over it with the dry, and your lenses are spotless. Once again, vacuum sealed. You could throw them in the ocean, whatever. Pull them out, dry them off, and now use them. So. I put those together. I hope that you enjoy them. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do this Halloween sale. Right now, we're on the 29th straight through Halloween till November 1st. Instead of 20%, I'm going to give everyone 30% anything that they purchase from me over at jchristina.com. Bear in mind that if you want these, okay, you can pick them up over at b photo and video. You can pick them up over on Amazon Prime, wherever. But if you pick them up from me over at jchristina.com, use promo code YT30 at checkout. Once again, YT30, all the way up till November 1st, you're going to get 30 percent off everything. So it doesn't matter if it's, uh, let's say, a focus pyramid. If you want to dial in your autofocus when it comes to your DSLR or maybe you want to get your color just right. Okay, this is my gray card called the PRT on crack. This is your dual access color control on the back. I could get into that another time. This is how I make sure all of my shoots are dead on. I don't end up worrying about color. Color is always right. Okay. They look like this. If you see them anywhere, you'll see the redhead girl. That's what the cover looks like. Also, you'll see microfiber. I got these cleaning cloths. A lot of people are looking for cleaning cloths now that we had the whole COVID thing. I put these together for your iPhone, iPad, tablets, monitors, screens, 4K, 8K TVs, whatever. You can use these. I got those over there. A bunch of other things. Once again, YT30 at checkout. Go pick something up all the way until November 1st and get that 30% discount. So anyways, guys, I wanna hear your thoughts on the R7. In the comment area, let's have this discussion. After we're done talking about it here on YouTube, head over to our Discord server that I put together for us to hang out with. It's a creative Discord server. Go to community.jchristina.com. Once again, community.jchristina.com. There is hundreds of photographers there that are smarter than I am, and they are just willing to just give and give and give. Go check it out, it's free. Once again, community.jchristina.com. That's it, guys. Once again, if you enjoy the content, throw it a big thumbs up. If you absolutely hated it, throw it a thumbs down twice, that would be even better. Also, if you haven't subscribed to the channel, please do so. If you are subscribed, click right here. This little bell icon means that when I come out with new videos or if I go live, you will be notified immediately. And finally, head over to the website jchristina.com where you can find all the photography tools that I've invented for you and me over the years. And hopefully there's something there that you might like and use that discount promo code YT30 at checkout. That's it, guys. I'm out of here for yet another vlog. Many blessings to you and your family. Happy Samhain. Happy Halloween. Stay safe and stay healthy.